Brother Leroy is talking about two-hour sermons. I can remember when the old preachers used to preach two hours. And we didn't have the comforts that we have now. We had uh, a pot-bellied stove and had funeral fans. You know, the old funeral fans didn't have air conditioning. Had to raise the windows and the flies had come in. And uh, But... You know, it seemed like that people back then were more satisfied and worshiped the Lord. And uh, I remember Mount Barrard Church, they used to have a, uh, so many members. There's 170 members, I believe, at one time at Mount Barrard, and they'd have to get chairs and set out. Old weatherboarded church, and finally they tore down the weatherboarded church and built a new church, and it was full for a while. But uh, they're about like we are now. They got maybe a few more, but we got what the Lord has given us, and we're thankful for it. And we pray that the Lord would add to the church. Uh, that's not my job to add to the church. I can witness to people and try to get them to come. But as far as uh, keeping them here... Uh, you can't do that if, if they don't want to stay. But uh, I love the church, and I have an interest in it, and I'll be here if I'm able every Sunday. So you look forward to that. <laughs> anyway, this morning as I pondered what I might speak upon, and I thought about the great Apostle Paul. I like to preach on the Apostle Paul. He's one of my favorite people in the Bible, him and Job. Apostle Paul was uh, the apostle of apostles, probably. He wrote some 13 books of the Bible, and he was the greatest preacher that ever preached except the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that was written in the 13 books that he wrote is truth. Everything in this Bible is truth. But Paul was a, he wasn't a perfect man, but he was a perfect preacher, I think, because his words were written down in this book for our, our admonition and for learning and to praise the Lord with. I read about the Apostle Paul and his what happened to him on the road to Damascus, and we all can probably kindly relate if you've been born again of the Spirit of God. You can relate to the that relationship that he had with God at that time on the road to Damascus. You know, I know a little bit of about the experience that Paul had uh, as I read about him, and I can relate somewhat to the experience he had on the road to Damascus. You know, it, we can't born ourselves again. God, only God, can born us again. And God has a special time in our life, I believe a chosen time in our life, that we're born again of the Spirit of God. And that's up to God. I don't think you can rush it. I think you just have to, you know, wait upon the Lord. That's what he says. We've got to wait upon the Lord. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in the world today that has a head knowledge of God, but they don't have the Spirit of God. And when you're born again, some people says, well, you can be born again and not know it. 
But I don't believe that. I believe you got to, I believe you know when you've been born again. If God, He may deal with us differently. Like He dealt with the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus. Uh, some people says God don't knock you down. Well, He knocked the Apostle Paul down. He knew who He, who, who He was and He called Lord. He said, Lord, what would I have me to do? I remember my, the Lord, when the Lord changed me, and I thought for sure I was dying. And I walked the floor, and I'd never been able to really pray until that time that the Lord changed my heart. For three hours, I walked the floor and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed because I thought I was going to die. And I knew who was working on me. I knew who had come to my rescue. And God, only God, can rescue us out of this uh, filthy old, we're still sinners. But I'm a saved sinner. I'm not a lost sinner. I'm a saved sinner. But Paul on the road to Damascus, let's read about, and I know we all have read this before, but I always like to talk about Paul's experience, which is in uh, Acts chapter 9, starting with verse 1. And it says, And Saul, you notice he was called Saul here. When God changed uh, Saul, he changed his name, he changed his life. He changed everything about old Paul. He says, and Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughters against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest. You know, he was going to do some skullduggery to God's people. And he, he did, he did this before he was even started to on the road to Damascus. He didn't, he didn't get no further than the road to Damascus to, to, uh, harm any of God's people because he was going to arrest them, and put them in prison. But he says, and he went to the high priest. The high priest, you know, gave him authority to go and do whatever he needed to do to these Christians. And desiring him a letter to Damascus, to the synagogue, that if he had found any in this way, this this way is the Christians that he's going to... uh, going to try to arrest and take uh, take them back to prison probably whether they were whether they were men or women and probably even children he might bring them bound to Jerusalem so Paul had great authority and uh, this authority was given to him by evil people and if we didn't know the apostle Paul at this time in his life, we could have probably wondered, is he, a, is he a child of God? You know, I wondered about that, you know, in, in my life. When I was out in the world doing things I shouldn't do, am I a child of God? And, you know, sometimes the devil even nowadays comes around and he'll try to put it in your mind that you're not a child of God. But we are the children of God. If you've been born again of the Spirit of God, that's for sure you are a child of God. They, he can't, the devil can't remove that from you. 
That's why, you know, God says quench not the spirit because that is one of the most, or probably the most blessed thing that we happens to in our lives when the, when we know the love of God or somewhat about the love of God. I don't think we'll ever know that uh, when we die and go to heaven, maybe we'll know the whole love of God. But our, our little old finite minds can't even begin to comprehend the love of God while we live. He shows us some of His love, and we know through the Holy Spirit that He loves us. And my prayer each day as I arise, like the Apostle Paul, I want to love Him more and to know more about the Lord. Because how... How great that is while we live upon this earth to, to know the love of God and to, to be able to go to Him and to worship Him and to feel His essence, very essence in our hearts and in our souls. The Spirit of God is, is the most blessed thing that we'll probably ever know upon this earth, I believe, the love of God. So He says, and desiring Him a letter to Damascus, to the synagogue. And if he be found any in this way, whether they be men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And he journeyed, and he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. Oh boy. (laughs) Paul thought he's going to really meddle in some Affairs of the Christians, but the Lord stopped him. Dead in his tracks. Old Paul didn't know these things were going to happen to him. Had no, he had no desire to worship the Lord until God come to him on the road to Damascus. Until the Lord came to him on the road to Damascus. But after the Lord got through with him, he said, Lord, what would I have me to do? And we all, if we've been born again of the Spirit of God, we say that. Lord, what do you want me to do? I'll do anything. My promise, and I broke my promises to God. We all do. But I remember the time in my life when the Lord changed me. I said, Lord, anything you want me to do, what would I have me to do? I didn't know he was going to call me to preach the Word of God. I didn't know... Uh, a lot of things that's happened to me in my life that that is godly and spiritual. I didn't know that these things were going to happen to me. But boy, what a joy it is. When you're in your prayer closet and you feel the essence of God and you can pray and say, Lord, you can lift up your voices to God in the Spirit. He said well, we are to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And you know we have to... When we go to pray, we should always leave the world on the outside. We come in the house of the Lord, leave the world on the outside. Don't be thinking about things on the outside. This is why we, God has put us together, to come and to worship God. And I believe with all my heart that that's the only thing the church is for. It's not for all this other stuff that goes on in the church. But it's to worship God in spirit and in truth. The preaching of the Word of God. That's the most important thing I think that we ought to be doing is worship, to worship God. 
And he says in the fourth verse, And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Why persecutest thou me? Oh, uh, he was fixing to do some awful things. Not, not for the Lord, but he was going to do things that, that the devil, it was of the devil. We didn't know Paul back then. We just said, surely he's not a child of God, would we? He's of the devil. But you see, uh, sometimes we just don't know, do we? We don't know who the children of God is. Well, we can tell after, we can tell after they've been born again by the fruits that they bear. The fruits that they bear. We want to bear good fruits. We want to bear the fruits that the Lord has given us. Joy and peace and tranquility and worshiping God. That's what the Spirit of God tells us that we need to do in this life. You want to be happy in this life? The Spirit of God gives us that life. That we know that we are a child of God and we can worship Him. We can come to the Lord. We can come to Him crying, Abba, Father. And He said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the bricks. And He trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Lord, what will thou have me to do? You know, I, I still say that. Lord, what will thou have me to do? And I ask the Lord daily to help me uh, do His will in my life and what He would have me to do. You know, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We don't have to take a, a part of this world. We're different. You know, our Constitution says that all men are created equal. We're not. We're the children of God. There's some people that's not created in the name of the Lord. They're not the children of God. We are different from the world. Who art thou, Lord? But he recognized who the Lord was. Who art thou, Lord? When the Lord speaks to us, I believe when he spoke to me, I knew who he was. I knew what was happening to me. I knew that God was working in my heart. And ever since that time, he's still working in my heart. Daily, daily, daily. When I lay down at night, I... (laughs) You know, I, I, when I go to bed, I pray. When I get up of the morning, I pray. And through the day, I pray. I pray for our church here. I pray for God's people everywhere try to. We should have a prayer upon our hearts. If we are the children of God, that is very important that we pray for one another. He said, and he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, arise and go to the city and it, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. He already had it written out for old Paul, didn't he? (laughs) 
You know, I believe Paul obeyed the Lord through his life. He didn't give him his, God doesn't give us anything too hard to do. He gives us things that's sometimes easy. Sometimes things are hard, but it's never too hard. It's never too hard what the Lord gives us to do. But we're sometimes we want to just quench the spirit and go on and do what we want to do. You know, and that's when we get in trouble. We get in trouble because I, you know, man has messed up everything that he's ever tried to do on his own. But if you go and try to do it, what the Lord has told you to do, I believe it'll work out. I know it'll work out because the Lord will give you grace and strength to go through what or to do what we have to do and to go through what we have to through, uh, go through in life. And there's a lot of things that we have to go to have to go through in life. If we live in this world very long, we're going to have to go through some things. I often say I could write a bestseller book amongst the old Baptists and things that's happened to me in life, but you know, God has blessed me and give me grace and, uh, Save me from myself a lot of times and uh, has a hedge about us. I believe God has a hedge about us and protects us like he did Job. Of course, he removed the hedge from Job, but he didn't remove his grace. So uh, anyway, we go on and we see, and uh, as we read on about in the 11th verse, he says, And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the streets, which is called straight, and Inquire in the house of Judas, for one is called Saul of Tarsus. Behold, he prayeth. What's the first thing old Paul done? One of the first things he done is pray. That's That should be the main part of our life, spiritual life, is prayer and the church, loving each other. What No greater love that we should have is first of all to the Lord. And to each other, cause we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are even closer than blood kin, I believe we should be. He says that we should, even if it be, uh, it, you know, if it be uh, that the Lord calls us to give our lives for one another. I know, uh, I probably, I probably, uh, if, by the, only by the grace of God we can do that. But if, uh, if somebody had a gun and had me and Brother Leroy and, uh, uh, and had a gun pointed over and said, I have one of you I'm going to shoot, I'd tell them shoot Brother Leroy probably if I didn't have the grace. <laughs> uh, one time I was in Memphis, I never will forget this, and I was up preaching. Brother Leroy sitting behind me, we was preaching on the thorn in the flesh. And I told, told him, I said, I've, I've got a thorn in my flesh and he's sitting right behind me. <laughs> but me and Brother Leroy, we love each other. And going on a little bit further, and he says, uh, And seeing a vision, a man called Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him, that he might receive his sight. Paul, he was blinded for three days, I think. And Ananias, at first, he didn't want anything to do with Paul, because he had heard about him and he knew about him, what, how he treated the, the Christians. And uh, Ananias answered, Lord, 
I have heard of by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints in Jerusalem. Uh, you know, it, it, it's if anybody knowed me in my time when I was out in the world, they'd probably said, "Well, they ain't, he ain't got a chance in the world." And I think that's probably. Uh, with some of us, probably we think about that now. We look back on our lives when we were out in the world doing the things of the world and crowding around and and had no love for God, had no love for God's people. That's a, I tell you, that's a lonely place to be in. That's the loneliest I've ever been in my whole life as I look back on it. Where I am now, I'm not lonely anymore. I have the Lord. And I have God's people. Been born to the Spirit of God. I love my Lord. I want to be able to, I want to be able to praise Him. If I had the tongue of angels, I couldn't begin to tell you how much I want to praise my God more and more every day. I want to love Him more as we sing that song. Spirit of God awakens us. It awakens us and, and reveals unto us that we are the children of God. We think different. We talk different. And this, we're, this, we're in the same flesh, but we're different. We're different. God has changed us. We have the Spirit of God. We want to try to walk in the ways of the Lord. What a blessing it is to know that we are the children of God. And the Apostle Paul after the Lord changed him on the road to Damascus. I don't believe he ever went back and done anything that the Lord, uh, he done everything that the Lord told him to do. And we are to be aware in our hearts and our minds to do what the Lord has called us to do. We are to walk in the ways of the Lord. If you do that, if you obey God and walk in the Spirit, you'll be a whole lot happier in this old weary world. I thank you for this little bit of time. May God bless.